in the last real year of college football, Michigan is your national champion. Yet still, Alabama couldn't get out of the way two days later announcing Nick Saban has retired. Nick Saban may be getting out while it's good. We'll talk about all that and a little bit more in the final college football edition of Sixth Year Seniors. Come after me! I'm a man! I'm 40! I'm getting tired of losing to Purdue! I'm not here to round this week! That's why I got a college skip! That's why I was an All-American in Michigan! It's I could give a shit about North Carolina right now. Mikey, how you doing? I'm okay, all things considered. It's a we're talking about this a little late. Shoot job blues earlier this week. <laughs> we picked a hell of a week for uh, for all hell to break loose, huh? You know. Yeah, I picked the wrong week to stop sniffing. Well, what's the line from Airplane? It's stop the hell of a week to stop, it, stop sniffing glue, stop drinking, stop stopping phetamines, all of them. You picked a hell of a week to, to go down and hang out with Carlos Colon. I, I, I got tied up in an avalanche or so, something of the sort. I don't know what the hell happened. It's been a shit show all over the place. But we made it. We're live. You know? No, we're, we're live, some- bud. We're live, pal. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the college football season's over. All shenanigans have have broken loose. I, look, I'm just gonna I'm gonna shoot here for just a second. I've been leaning to leaning into this little bit on Twitter. I'm gonna keep leaning to it. JJ McCarthy declared for the Carlot draft today. Good good luck to him. Maybe he'll be a first round pick by a by the local Chevy dealer. We'll see about that. Hey, who who gets drafted first? J.J. McCarthy or Tyler Van Dyke? Oh, Jesus Christ. God, for... I, I hope it's McCarthy. God, if somebody... Did, I, well, I think McCarthy, Remember now, it was McCarthy who for about a week and a half was the Heisman Trophy favorite. <laughs> he can't throw an out route in the national championship game. What are we doing here? <laughs> but he, he does have intangibles. I don't think Tyler Van Dyke has talent nor intangibles... So, God. But he's a I, guaranteed first-round <laughs> draft pick, according to ESPN Insiders. <laughs> oh, my God. Gee, I love college football. I love college football, and I hate college football. I, I, I can't describe it. It's so stupid. I would say, under normal circumstances, I would say, I guess there's only one place to start. But that's not exactly true this week. <laughs> but we have to hold true to the scoreboard has to matter. So we have to start with the national championship game. And under normal conditions, I would say that I wouldn't call it the national championship game. I would call it the the college football invitational uh, final. But this was the last two undefeated teams in the nation. They had it out for the title Monday night in Houston. Michigan wins the national championship 34-13 in a game that fi- in which the score finally was indicative of how the game went. 
Although Washington had the ball down a touchdown in the fourth quarter, and I had no idea how that happened. Really weird game, but the better team wound up winning. Uh, that's about the best way to put it. I thought Michigan was going to trounce Washington about 10 minutes into the game, especially when Dylan Johnson went out, which I expected. You call I, you called that. I mean, dead on. Poor Michael Penix had to face a rush the entire game. And, I mean, he looked about as good as any quarterback could facing that kind of defense. Let's not pretend that Michael Penix isn't a really good quarterback and say, oh, my God, Michigan, you know, exposed him. No, 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 no. Michigan got the perfect storm to be able to defend Michael Penix. No quarterback could have done it. Tom Brady in his best professional years couldn't have done this. Well, J.J. McCarthy, if he was on the other side, he might have been able to do it. But uh, <laughs> Tyler Van Dyke could have. No, <laughs> no, I mean, it was it was open season on Penn. He took a beating uh, in that game. And that's you know, credit to Michigan's defense. There was a time earlier this season, it, they were like halfway through the season, and they had, they had, I can't remember if they hadn't given up any first and goals or they they'd only been in a first and goal to go like one time. It was ridiculous. Yeah, that's how what it was. Good it, it was yeah, it wasn't even they'd given one up. They hadn't been in the situation exactly. for like exactly. the first month and a half of the season. And I know they played a bunch of jabronis and ham and eggers and the Big Ten West. Um you, you go you go down the line and you see. Hey, wait a minute, I think you just I, I think you just insulted Ham and Eggers by putting them in the same sentence as the Big Ten West. <laughs> as Iowa. <laughs> You're not wrong. And you go down the list of, of to, you know, top defenses in the nation, and, and there's so many in the Big Ten. There's a reason for that. The offenses are trash. But I'm not taking anything away from the Michigan defense by saying this because eventually, you know, garbage time, all this stuff, even the bad offenses are going to, you know, are going to get. No, Michigan kept folks from getting near the goal line so many times this season. Michigan defense was really, really good, and they proved it again Monday night. Even with Washington's running attack being basically nada taken out, or especially because it was just, they made it hell on Penix, and you could see it, it, it messed up Penix's timing basically, basically from the get-go. And... The big drop in the second quarter when he had Odunze on the yeah. flag route going to the side. That was the one. That was if a game changer. Hit, if he makes that pass and Odunze catches it, and it's a touchdown. It, that, that is a touchdown. There's no doubt. If that happens, how does the rest of the game flow? I don't know. But Washington got the touchdown late in the second quarter to get back close. They get the ball coming out, and Penix throws an interception on the first play of the third quarter. And at that point, it felt like it was over. Still, somehow, they managed to hang around. Again, the better team wound up winning at the end. They they, they got the ball back to Corum on the ground in the fourth quarter, and, and it was lights out. I'll, I, and again, I'm going back. I'm hating. I'm hating to hate, and I'll tell you why I'm hating in a minute. But I think a team with a better quarterback would have would have been able to put this game into the cooler right there early in the third quarter, and it just didn't happen. They were and and, he, and this is the thing. When well, I get yeah, on well, these let's take, put it this way: Michael Penix with Michigan's running backs would have won this game forty-two to seven. Oh my God! Oh, absolutely. 
And I know I'm, I know it sounds like I'm hating on J.J. McCarthy. And here's why I'm hating on J.J. McCarthy. Because he, this, in the last two weeks, he has fallen into that, into that Derek Jeter category. Where the, the announcers and the media blow him up so much. It's impossible to be as good as what these people are saying. Oh, so and, you're talking about he's this year's Anthony Richardson. Oh, Richardson didn't get the didn't get the blow like this that 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 McCarthy has gotten over the past two weeks. The shot of him leaning on the goalpost, quote, in meditation to in front of all the cameras, by the in oh, front of yeah. all the cameras, uh, was oh god, it was so fucking fake. And then the com- I don't remember who said it, but it was literally one of the funniest things I've ever heard. They said that McCarthy despite being right-handed, brushes his teeth left-handed in order to get the alpha vibes needed to <laughs> to be successful throughout his day. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. I'm sorry. What I mean, are you as, doing? As a left-handed me? person, I, I, can, I can roll with that. Alpha vibes, you say, I get every day when I brush my teeth left-handed? Awesome. Yeah, so, no, cool. so, so, so what you... Never do so that. You ha- yeah, so no, but here's the thing. You because it's your offhand, you have to brush your teeth with your right hand to get your alpha vibes going. Let no, me but tell you technically something. Technically, I'm ambidextrous. So then, what oh, do I gee. do? Brush my teeth. You're amphibious, teeth? like Charles Shackelford. That's great. <laughs> That's fantastic. I brush my teeth with my my right-handed ass. Brush my teeth with my left hand this morning, and I promise you, there were no alpha vibes because I brushed my teeth with my left hand. Shut up. Go to the draft. He announced for the draft today. It's I'm hating. I know I'm hating. The kid just led the Michigan Wolverines to an undefeated national championship season. And being the quarterback of that, it means something. But it doesn't mean everything. And it's ridiculous. Michigan wins 34-13. The Washington Husky magic runs out at the end of the season. Too bad. Donovan Edwards scores the first two touchdowns. Big runs. Big time show there. This just shows you how good Blake Corum is, is that he's kept that guy on the bench for the last two years. For the last two years, I've had small bets on Donovan Edwards to win the Heisman Trophy because he's that damn good. And Blake Corum has kept him on the bench. Corum's a dude. Edwards is a dude. Those could be two of the top running backs in college football if they were both on different teams. I will, I will credit you, in the preseason, you specifically called out Edwards and Corum as being the game changers for the Michigan offense. And in the biggest game of the season, with everything on the line, they were the two best players at NRG Stadium in Houston Monday night. They were absolute studs, and you could see the talent just oozing on the sideline. Those two guys are going to make some money on Sundays. Yeah, I don't know about J.J. McCarthy, but those two <laughs> dudes are going to make money on Sundays. Well, Corum is also declared for the draft. I just yes. saw that. Yeah. I assume Edwards will come back next year. First, I'm going to have to admit that Jim Harbaugh is leaving. He is talking with the San Diego Chart, San Diego, LA Chargers, wherever the Chargers are right now. The Inglewood Chargers, whatever. Anyway, yeah. he's talking to the Chargers. Eventually, the Wolverines are going to have to admit that they have to get a new coach. And then we'll have to question whether Donovan Edwards stays or goes. From Harbaugh's, because that, that, that's a perfect segue here. From Harbaugh's point of view, you go to the Chargers, you got Justin Herbert, you got a quarterback you can work with. That feels like a pretty good fit. Oh, yeah. The, the only problem with Jim Harbaugh is his personality 
only goes about three or four years with yeah. professionals. And, and, yeah. and frankly, he probably only goes three or four years with college kids, too. But by then, they're gone. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it may be the same ending, you know, with the Chargers as it was with the 49ers, where Harbaugh just pisses off enough people and they get rid of him. Not because he's not good, but because he's just an asshole. But we've always said <laughs> some of the best athletes and coaches are assholes. Absolutely. We're going to talk about one of them in a minute. Uh, but, oh, I'm not no done with the Mich- <laughs> but I'm not done with the Michigan point here. Oh, hey, wait Let's a minute. Co- Which coach are you talking about that's the asshole? Because really all three all of them. All of them. All of them. Let's credit Jim Harbaugh. He came back to his alma mater and got beaten up for not being able to win the big one. And he couldn't get past Ohio State year after year after year. Yeah, remember after, after year. year three, we thought he was going to be fired. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was it was like hot seat infinity. I mean, this was crazy. Took well, a pay well, cut. Yeah, he took a pay cut. What was that? Two, three years ago. Yeah, it was it was right around the. It was like either before or after the pandemic season. Bet on himself, and look what happened. It it yeah, they they a couple of heartbreaks. In the playoff, Georgia roughed them up that first year. They inexplicably blew the TCU game last year. I still don't know how that happened. And then they came back and everything came together and, and he led the team in the national title. Despite all of the self-inflicted uh, uh, adversity. You know, oh, we came, overcame all the adversity. Remember the, the week one, they lined up with it and held up the four-figure? Get the fuck out of here. God. <laughs> yeah. this, is, this is why I couldn't cheer for Michigan this season. They were just, all this just... They're just oh god! It's so the and then the cheating for, scandal. The players forgot that Michigan suspended their own coach. It wasn't like they were fighting against anybody. It was it their was so own stu- doing. It was so stupid. The whole thing was stupid. They got this should have been an easy team to cheer for, and I just could I just couldn't do it. I it was hard. Um, I did cheer for them to beat Ohio State at the end of the season. And that was about the end of it. Because when it got... And I don't remember if I mentioned this the last time we talked. When it came time for Michigan and Alabama to play in the Rose Bowl, in the semifinals of this gimmick, I found myself rooting for Alabama. And I was just, just disgusted. <laughs> I was disgusted by it. But it was because of all of the all the media. It was the media, the way the media covered the whole thing. It was just vomit oh, no, that, that's, that That's why I was rooting for Michigan. Because the whole sign stealing thing I thought was ridiculous. And as I said many, many, many times, if you think your signs are being stolen, change your fucking change signs. Change your signs. <laughs> exactly. But here's but here's where for, for me anyway, for me, here's where I'll go with this. I don't want to cheer for Ohio State uh the Saturday after Thanksgiving next year. So if I'm Michigan, don't you just promote Sharon Moore and, and just go with it from there? I mean, you just promote the, the the guy who stepped in this season. It, it's a it's a seamless transition, and you roll with it, right? That dude looks like he cares about the team. He looks like he'd be a ball to play for. If I'm a high school recruit, I, I, that seems like the obvious connection to me. I could be wrong on that, but that just seems like the the easiest way out. That, that's true. And, and if the kids like him, I mean, that's the biggest thing. If the kids like him, then yeah, go ahead and do it. If you can find somebody on the open market who the kids like even more, I'd say go get them. But you're right. Easiest way, promote within. Yeah. I, and the 
coaching carousel is a little weird right now because <laughs> the greatest college football coach of all time announced his retirement on Wednesday. And you said it earlier that Alabama couldn't give up the spotlight, but I, I would just, I, I'm going to, I'm going to say, uh, hold that up with this. We live in an era now where two days after the, the title game, nobody cares anymore. You're already off to the next preseason, the next season. We're already talking about the NFL by, by Wednesday. Nobody cared that Michigan won the na- nationally speaking. Nobody cared that Michigan won anymore. So wait, 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 how's that work? They don't care that Michigan won yet. They were on this whole sign stealing thing for a good month because it was during the season. The season's over now. Nobody cares. Let's just sweep it under the rug. Let's go on to the next thing because because ESPN and the national national sports media have the attention span of a gnat, and we just, we got to keep moving on to something else now. But that, so, so for on the cheating scandal, you can always talk about it next week. There was always you know there was another game to play, so you could you could lean lean into that. Oh, they're gonna change the signs this week. Blah 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 blah. Connor Stallion's gonna be insane. Who cares? Nobody cares. So what so you're say, saying so say, is so seated Saban seated enough time in the spotlight for Michigan to have their one day of celebration, and then on Wednesday, he calls it quits. Off to drink Coca Colas and, and eat oatmeal cream pies. So, good. He's great. He's the greatest college football coach of all time. And, and you were talking about earlier. He was an asshole. God, he God, he was. But man, the longer he hung around. The more and more I like that guy, and I you can no. just sort of see how no. he worked. No, <laughs> yes, yes. By the end, the God, longer I, he I, hung around, the more I disliked him. He's like the ex. He's like the ex girlfriend that keeps knocking on your door. Leave. How many times have I told you we've broken up? I like you. No, get out of here. No, he hung around. You, you could, you could. The longer he hung around, the the more you could peek behind the curtain and see how. I the don't want to see behind his curtain. <laughs> you just want to hate. You I, you want to hate Nick Saban like I hate JJ McCarthy, and that's fine. That's what this is all about. This is college sports. It's pettiness that we're supposed to. This is how it's supposed to work. If you don't hate anybody, you ain't doing this right. I'm just saying, you're come over. Look, you've always talked about. Oh, well, I'm the rational one who can who can pick my teams to cheer for three hours at a time every Saturday. No, please come to the dark side. Hate away <laughs> with me. This is what I want. This is where the magic happens. And man, Nick Saban made a lot of magic happen over the years. God, he was two oh seven and twenty nine or something like that. My God. He was the machine, and you love to hate him. And I understand. I, I There was nothing I liked more than cheering against Nick Saban every Saturday. And 207 times or whatever it was, he made my efforts absolutely worthless. But, man, those 29 times where he lost were magical, man. God, it was so good seeing him. Because he'd get so mad on the sidelines. He demanded perfection from every single one of his players. And it was just his relentless pursuit of perfection is what made him so great. I don't know how the hell he did it. I have no idea, but God, he was freaking amazing. And I'm not too sure what the difference is because I was a huge Bobby Knight fan and Bobby Knight and Nick Saban are pretty much the same person. Yet I love Bobby Knight. You could get a smile out of Nick Saban. though. You could get a smile out of Robert Montgomery Knight. I don't know. I, I just, I, I can't, I, I don't understand, but, and maybe it's because Bobby Knight was coaching at a time when I was not gambling. I was too young. Nick Saban has pissed me off so many times as a gambler. And I think that's what it is. 
And I've and most of those times I tried to warn you against yeah, it. You wouldn't freaking listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, saying, I, I'm not sure there's I'm not sure those college football coaches won me more money than Nick Saban over over the years. Man, go going Alabama Alabama uh, and lay the points in big games has has consistently been a reliable bet uh, for the last 15 years, and, and I'm 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 sad that I'm not going to be able to do that anymore. Well, and let's not just look at Alabama. Nick Saban coached for 28 years, never, never had a losing season. That includes his time at LSU, Michigan State, even Toledo. His first year at Toledo, he was nine and two after Man. they had gone six and five the previous two seasons. He was, by the way, two ninety two seventy one and one is his official NCA record. That takes away five wins from his 2007 season because of Mike Shula's cheating scandal. Well, we don't talk about the 2007 Alabama season. That just never happened. When Saban came in, it was 2008, and he went he, and they went undefeated in the regular season and set up one of the biggest SEC football games of all time when undefeated number one Alabama took on, I believe it was number two, defending national champion Florida in the SEC championship game. And Tebow threw two touchdown passes in the in the fourth quarter to win the game for Florida, which of course set up the rematch the following year, in which Alabama returned the favor and then went on to win the national championship. So, I mean, it, 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 his his arrival in the SEC sort of kicked off the 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 real dominance of the league and all everything we know the SEC to be now really really kicked off with. And I know Urban Meyer's got those two national championships with Florida before, but it really kicked off when Saban got in there. Um, and maybe as, that's what it is. Nick Saban ruined college football. Oh, and there's a, you're not wrong on that. He, you could always get and, and Florida. That Florida team before is a is a good is a good example of this, where you could have these four to five year runs of really really good teams and, and win multiple national championships. Nebraska had had one in the mid '90s when Tommy Frazier was there. There were always these clusters, but it ran its course, and then the next thing came up, and and you kept moving on. It didn't happen with Alabama. Like, Saban had his, you know, he comes in, 08, he goes undefeated, this close to the national championship. Wins it in 09. They re, they kind of regroup in, in 10 when Auburn won the national But then he goes back-to-back national championships after that. That's why the kick six was such a big deal. They were the, the two-time defending national champions, upset by their biggest rival in the most ridiculous way of all time. Which, again, I will go to my grave. You will not find a crazier, more ridiculous end to a football game because of Nick, what Nick Saban had done and the context of that play. It's absolutely insane. Okay, then, yeah, because of the context of the game, yes. Individual play, the band is on the field. Oh, absolutely! But they weren't playing. They weren't playing for a spot for a three-peat in the national championship game. No, but they, five they, and they, they, they were playing for a bowl game for John Elway because remember, John Elway then cried, "I <laughs> my entire career has been ruined by them." <laughs> but so I mean, but Elway. again, so so that happens, and then the next year they he wins the SEC again. They go to the playoff. It kept the machine just kept reverberating. It just didn't stop. And it broke people's brains as to how college football was supposed to work. And and to your point, 
it broke college football because er ever since then, people have been trying to figure out the how it how how to save it do it. We have to, you know, it's turned the, the, the coaching cycles a lot faster. Schools and programs are so much more impatient with being able to build the you know build what they're doing. And it's been to that point, it's been a detriment to the game because Saban has been such a, just a, a, the the epitome of excellence beyond anything the sport has ever seen. It's absolutely insane. You combine that with the growth in the prominence of college football, which had been brewing for probably about a decade before that, really starting to come along. Par run it parallel with the, with the NFL, the TV money, and, and just the, how the conference, and we've seen it with all the realignment. All of this stems, there is a piece of Nick Saban's hand, you know, he's, he's got a hand in all of this, directly or indirectly, in breaking college football because he's been so good. I, I find the his comments, especially you, you get him a little more candid in the off season when they start talking about the rules changes and NIL and and, and he's oh, it comes off his complaint. Are we are we really sure we want to do this? You know, and, and and he'll get pissy with 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 the reporters and stuff asking questions and, and them changing the rules and whatnot. But it was never a. It may have came off as 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 bitching and moaning, but he was oh it was always a bit of a shoot. Whereas, do, do we really want to do this NIL thing? Do we really want to change this or that? Because I'll beat you at that too. This is, I, I've, I've adapted to every other freaking thing you've thrown in my face. We'll adapt to this too and, I, and, I'll, and I'll kick your ass in that too. That's how it always came across. And, and it, God, it just kept being true. The man was just an asshole of the 10th order, demanding perfection of all of his players. That man puts so many players in the NFL, it's absolutely insane. And if you run down the list of who's the best player that Nick Saban coached at Alabama, you can have a five-week argument about it. It's absolutely insane. I cannot say enough great words about Nick Saban, so I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> Let's go from there to the next step. As we talk about Nick Saban ruining college football by being so damn good and shortening the timeline that other coaches have, who has the worst job in college football right now but Kalen DeBoer, who's replacing the legend? I can't believe you took that job. I can't believe Me you either. left Washington. Because here's the job. deal. I, I I will say this right now. In three years, I guarantee Kalen DeBoer will be fired. He will too. have yep. to win at least one national title and win at least two SEC titles. And if he does not, he will be on the hot seat in year two and he will be fired in year three. Here's the deal. And it's not um, because he's bad. It's because he's no. not Nick Saban. Hell, Nick Saban could have the same exact record game by game by game as Kalen DeBoer does in the next three years, and Nick Saban would not be fired, but Kalen DeBoer will. The, st the standard Saban has set at Alabama is far and beyond anything that anybody is going to be able to achieve. It's, it's just ridiculous. It's going to take years, years of deprogramming the Alabama fan base and the Alabama boosters to come back to reality. And that's what's going to happen. Because here's the deal. It's going to be so fun games. watching them. Though. Oh, it yeah. will. It will be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. We haven't we haven't seen, and, and we're in the new era now. When when Saban when when they hired, Twitter wasn't around. Facebook was barely a thing when Nick Saban got hired at Alabama. When, I was, when I Alabama lived, goes nine and three, and the fan base loses their shit, I, that's going to be just the funnest thing in the world. 
I lived in Alabama before Nick Saban got hired. The the the, the outrage of, of of oh my God, Shula won ten games last year, but he got beat by LSU and he got beat by and he got beat by Auburn. That's not good enough. That's not good enough. We got to get rid of the guy. Well, that's um, what they're doing with Ryan Day right now at Ohio State. It's, it's the same. It's the same thing. It's the same exact thing. And DeBoer is going to come in and and he's probably going to win ten games next year, and that's great. But you know what? He better not win 10 games the next year. He better win 11. Because if he doesn't, he will be on the hot seat. That well, is it, how this works in Tuscaloosa. I it promise. De- it, it depends on how he wins those 10 games. If there's an SEC title involved, they'll take that. If there's not, nope, that's failure. You're probably right on that. But the, just in the new in the new and oh, in the new system, 12 team playoff, he probably oh, probably hell. get in. But, man, you better start winning some games. You better start getting deep into that bracket. Because if you don't, adios, amigos. I, I, we'll see what happens. I have no idea. Uh, funny funny bit of this. Lane Kiffin was out here uh, trolling people, pretending like he was going to Tuscaloosa oh, on Twitter. God. God, it was so funny. I do, see, here's the, you don't want to be the guy after Saban. You want to be the guy after the guy. Right. And that's exactly. going to be where the real magic happens. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, the uh, you know, the 20... 27 season is is when you really want to be coaching Alabama. Absolutely. Quick couple of notes outside of college football, professional football, talking about assholes. Bill Belichick retired from the NFL and Pete Carroll, not exactly an asshole also went out the door. Belichick and Saban on the same coaching staff for Cleveland back in early mid nineties. That's just wild to think about. Save the Belichick disciple. Belichick, I could care less about. I like Pete Carroll. I don't like. I I, I think Belichick's a dick. You tell me, he's a bigger asshole than Saban is. Um, oh yeah. But hey, yes, he is. <laughs> respect to what he built. Uh, I it, it kind of everybody's saying that. Oh man, you, know, you is it Belichick or is it Brady that that uh, that is responsible? Oh, well, Belichick lost all this after Brady. Brady won a Super Bowl in Tampa and all this. I think that's oversimplifying it. I think Belichick's. I think he's lost his fastball. I think that's all it is. I think the. I think the game honestly is starting to pass him by, and and he just doesn't. He just doesn't quite have what he had ten years ago. From that point, I, I think that's it's as simple as that. Clearly, one of the greatest of all time. All the Super Bowls are, are not a are, are not a coincidence, especially those first three. Brady didn't do shit on those first three when he won three out of four there. No, uh, he can he build built that defense. Yeah, yeah exactly. Absolutely. He can build that defense was fantastic out of marginal free agents. And he was able yep. to do that year after year after year until, like you said, everybody else figured out what he did. And he yeah. wasn't able to expand upon that. He couldn't get back ahead of the game. And and to credit Brady and the system and God, I hate, you know how much I hate crediting Tom Brady for anything, but you give a quarterback the same system Year after year after year, and you be patient with him. It's pretty crazy what you might be able to build. You gave Tom Brady basically six years under Belichick in the same system, and all of a sudden he's a freaking all-pro badass. And then and they brought it, the same it, system over to Tampa Bay. But then at the same time, yeah, if Baker Mayfield can lead the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to the playoffs, Jesus Christ, what's that on. say about Tom Brady? Maybe Tom Brady isn't that good, or hey, maybe, <laughs> maybe bullshit. all you Baker Mayfield haters are wrong. Let's plant, let's plant the flag in the middle of Buckeye Stadium. Yeah, let's do that. No, I'm just saying, this, go, this kind of goes back to our point about Saban, is that 
Belichick gave Brady all this time, and it's easy to do that when you're winning, you're win- winning three Super Bowls with your defense. And you just have a, you know, a game manager. But he was able to, to learn and grow in that system and develop into a Hall of Fame first ballot, 100% vote Hall of Famer because he didn't have all this turbulence around him demanding that we have to do be perfect right now, right now, right now. Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. He was able to grow into it, and it was fantastic. It was a great partnership. Good stuff. So Belichick, he just needs to just retire. Just Don't take another job. It, it's, it's over. Well, just, and, just, and that's what I was going to ask. Belichick, Carroll, are we ever going to see them again in the NFL? Are we ever going to see them in college? Am I, all right, I'll talk about that in a second. Am I right in, in hearing that they're both 72? Probably. Carroll doesn't look 72 years old. The man looks 50. He yeah, looks fantastic for his age. Meanwhile, <laughs> that's the difference. And maybe, the, and I don't know if that's part of the personalities because they're the personality gap is it. Some people don't like Pete Carroll, but I've never classified him as an asshole. He never came off like that to me. He could be kind of a dick, but he, it's not, not the same thing. There's some rumblings about Carroll maybe taking the Washington job. And I think that'd be super wait, 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 wait. My commanders? No, 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 no. The Huskies. Oh, college, damn. college, college. Not your, <laughs> not your commanders. I'm sorry. No. Uh, by the way, um, Carroll is already 72. Belichick will be 72 in April. Carol's older than Bella. You look at you put those two guys side by side, and you tell me who the older person is. Oh my god! That's, that's because Bill Belichick just hates everything. He all, and he's lived in the Northeast for the last twenty well, years. Carol's too, been living yeah. on the West Coast. I'm going to go back to your point. Location, Carol's a West Coast location, guy. Of course, location. he doesn't age. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is why we pay higher taxes, all you people, because you look like <laughs> Carol and not Bill Belichick. <laughs> It's worth it. Trust me. Oh my goodness. Bel- Belichick goes from the Browns to whatever whatever he did. He let's see, he was defensive coordinator in Parcells with the Giants. He coached the Browns. He had whatever it was with the Jets. Then he winds up coaching the Patriots. Yeah, he's he's been he's been living in miserable weather for thirty years. Of, yeah, of, of course he looks. No like wonder shit. he's such a miserable man. Exactly. I'd be too. Good lord. Yeah, you know, they they somehow gave him you know like the Rams job or the Charger job, the Chargers uh, job. Sudden, there you go. Yeah, all of a sudden he'd like de-age ten years in a matter of months. Put his smile on his face. He'd yeah. be happy. He'd learn how to surf. <laughs> Bill Belichick on a surfboard catching waves. Yeah, he like I said, just you you've done enough. Just go home. Retire. Belichick comes off comes off to me like one of those guys who he stops coaching, he'll die like three months later. He's he's got nothing else to do. Yeah, I I can see that. Either that, or he becomes a far right political commentator because you know they've got to hate on everything. Oh God, I don't know about that. (laughs) All right. Well, what do you say we go home? I got nothing else. I don't even want to think about next year's college football season. It's going to be a shit show. I, I really don't even want to talk about that until August. No, I, I, I don't. In fact, we, we may not. Yeah, fuck it. This is it. We're not even doing We're not anymore. going to do college football anymore. We'll just come in in like November and do basketball. Yeah, yeah. There we go. <laughs> Simple as that. Make my life easier right there. For those listening to this and, and also, you know, our diehard fans, watch out for a basketball podcast. Oh, in about 24 hours, probably. About that, yeah. This is what happens when Mikey and I are both back home. 
and the shoot jobs haven't controlled us. But hey, we're talking about football and basketball. Hey, I'm going to go off the board here. Let's see. How about for Tony Gonzalez, Julius Peppers, and I need one more player that played basketball and football, and I'm drawing a total blank right now. Uh, but for- Charlie Ward. Oh, Charlie, the Heisman winner. Duh. Bad miss by me. Bad miss by me. Tony Gonzalez, Julius Peppers, Charlie Ward. That's the best producer in the business, Alan Caps. I'm Mikey Watson. We will talk to you in just a little while to talk about some hoops and everything going on in the hardwood right here on 60 Senior.